0: Welcome to the weekend entertainment edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Production Studios, your hosts, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull.
1: um welcome to episode 155 it's a we Laugh for the june 24th weekend i'm your host ryan bull join me across the table as always is richard lusk how are you
0: i'm really really good <laughs> don't know how to speak but i'm
1: good that's that's great that's great i'm excited for this we laugh because summer's here and there are a ton of movies coming out this weekend I'm not sure of a weekend that had more films coming out that I want to see.
0: I could see myself going to five movies, Ooh. but only one of them. Uh, well, I only was only enjoying one of them. <laughs> yeah. As potential,
1: I might not enjoy any of well, them. That's your batting average, one <laughs> for five. Uh,
0: I I uh, I was thinking that the movie that you most wanted to see. Is the movie I at least want to see? But then you inform me before the show that there's another movie out there that you really want to see that we might not be able to see. So, in all, there are like six movies that are released this this week that I potentially that could potentially wind up mm-hmm. on my list of well, top movies of the year.
1: Yeah, let, let's start then with right. the major releases because there are some indie films that we'll touch on right. uh, towards the end. Probably the biggest film coming out this weekend is Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah, this
0: is a big movie for me in our challenge, too, the box office challenge.
1: It's my second pick. Yeah, this comes to us from director Roland Emmerich, who directed Independence Day back in the 90s. He's also famous for doing such disaster epics as 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow. He's your go-to guy when you need to blow stuff up. It's his first sequel. Wow. This is Roland Emmerich's first sequel, which is surprising. Mm -hmm.
0: although 2012 didn't really need a sequel since it was supposedly the end of the world, right?
1: Unless you watch it backwards and then it's the creation of earth in six days. Hmm. Um, independence day stars, Liam Helmsworth, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, pretty much everyone from the original cast with the exception of Will Smith, who apparently they kill off in the first like three minutes showing some B roll. Oh wait, from the first
0: movie.
1: Yeah. He, in, be- in between the two movies, he apparently died doing a test flight. So his son is Do going they, to be, you know... Jaden Smith? No, his movie son. Oh. And I don't have the guy's name in front
0: Do of him. Uh, did they... Oh, I'm, I'm super confused about uh, Will Smith's absence. Was it because he didn't? they didn't want to pay him? Or they think that they can focus more on the story instead of him?
1: Or? He wanted too much money too much creative control, and they didn't want to put up with that. Huh. So, um, they What moved do you think of that without... move? I think it's fine.
0: You think, think it'll make any difference in the box office, one way or the other?
1: No, I don't think Will Smith's name is that big of a pull now.
0: Apparently, this movie was, uh, there was a sequel written by Dean Delvin, like, within a couple years after the first movie. Mm-hmm. But he never turned in the script, because he didn't think it was good enough. So, he gave back... The money that the uh, the studios gave him, he never submitted a script, so he just gave back the money.
1: Wow, he should have kept it. Do you know how they many? Paid him a lot of money. Do you know how many writer credits are on this film?
0: That's a bad thing if they are a lot. What do you consider a lot? Well, do they give writer credits to the people that originally wrote it, like the first one? Because because it's a sequel, do they have to give?
1: Well, I mean, this is a, a movie adaptation? that they've been trying to make for a good ten plus years. They've been kicking around. All right, scripts. I'd
0: say a lot is anything more than seven. More. Double that? No. Okay, ten.
1: Yeah, eleven. Wow. There are eleven writer credits. That's for this not film. good. That's not good. I mean, this is up there with such movies like The Flintstones, I think had twenty two <laughs> writers on it. Similar type of movie also. Yeah, but I think this looks like a lot of fun. It's going to be your pure summer popcorn box office, extravaganza, yeah.
0: It's projected anywhere from forty five million to hundred and fifteen million opening weekend. Those experts have projected it for that uh, amount, That's but it could go as low as thirty if it really bombs. And then, then I'm, then I'm sort of screwed on our challenge, which yeah. we'll update uh, either in the main show or the end of the show. You probably need
1: this to make $75, 80 million Yeah, I'm, I'm having big issues. I got big issues. Well, with the box office challenge. Yeah, I'm excited about this film mainly because it's going to be a bunch of like Star Wars esque fighting with none of the Star Wars.
0: It's going to be Earth Wars
1: yeah I
0: hear that the mothership is the size of the Atlantic Ocean. It's kind of cool it could be but it could also be uh, just a glorious mess. So. If I do go to this mm-hmm. and I've already gone to one of these other movies that I really do want to see and I and I pay my you know other five bucks to go into the other movie because I don't skip you know from theater to theater how many times do you think I'll fall asleep? during this movie, yeah.
1: somehow you're going to fall asleep at least twice.
0: If if I go to it first, do you think I'll fall asleep?
1: Yes. You <laughs> fall asleep during everything. We established that last week. Not everything. I've seen movies without falling asleep. When you had trouble understanding the plot of Warcraft, <laughs> and we f- figured out that, yeah, you fell asleep for about 15 no, minutes. No, I think that was Warcraft's fault, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. my fault. Do you right. think I'm narcoleptic? All right, so <laughs> what else is coming out that you think you could stay awake through the whole film? I'm kind of intrigued by the movie The Shallows. Uh,
0: Blake Lively's new movie about a young surfer who clings to a giant rock 200 yards from shore <laughs> as a great white yar- uh, shark <laughs> Yark. Uh, shark, circles her in uh, Australian waters. So this is like, uh, what, every three years they put out a new shark movie?
1: Oh, yeah, people love them so, sharks. Strangely, uh, they're not putting this out during discovery channels shark week <laughs> that is that that big of a deal there's some shark people week? they they love them that shark week
0: i wonder why they picked this week though for this this is because there are so many movies coming out so everyone's getting ready to go to the beach go on their so they they go scare everybody yeah, go scare them uh i haven't really seen the trailer for it although it was in it was showing in the Movie, I think it was showing at Warcraft, and I closed my eyes because I, I do want to see the movie. Um, I think that there could be some... I mean, I call this a closet drama, <laughs> although it's in the ocean. Because it's one person in one location fe- facing one main adversary. And uh, sort of like
1: uh, that movie Lost at Sea. All is Lost. Oh, All the is Robert Lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Only
0: this time it's a surfer
1: and a shark. So... Yeah, no, it it looks good. The thing that scares me is the director of this also did nonstop and unknown horror movies like Orphan and House of Wax, so I don't really like any of the director's previous films. I don't
0: think I've seen any of the director's previous films.
1: Huame, or Huam Kolei's Sarah. Thank you. I was going to butcher that otherwise. Uh, Nonstop and Unknown are Liam Helmsworth, or not Liam Helmsworth, Liam... Neeson. Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taken ripoff type films mm-hmm. where he's playing you know the same basic character. He's kind of turning into this generation's Charles Bronson.
0: Only older than probably Charles Bronson is in mm-hmm. these movies. I don't know how like Liam Neeson is able to pull the, the hit, those action roles
1: off being as old as he is. Yeah, being in his 60s. But uh, I, I mean, those films, uh, they were fine in the moment to watch. I'm hoping that The Shallows is a much, much better film.
0: Okay. But nevertheless, the shark is a menacing creature, and it scares me the thought of it. The thought of a shark in the water because you can't see it, like underneath the water. It's part of the reason I don't I don't take uh, baths. You, yeah, you don't want one of those sewer sharks <laughs> yeah. coming up. Kidding you. Hate the bath shark, tub sharks. The worst kind of shark. Yeah, so I only take a shower, and I don't go in the ocean. All
1: right. Uh- I have no way to transition then to Free States of Jones <laughs> or Free State of Jones. Uh, this is a Civil War movie starring Matthew McConaughey. It's from director Gary Ross, who previously gave us Hunger Games, Pleasantville, and Sea Biscuit, all some fairly well received films. Um, this one has Matthew McConaughey playing a poor farmer from Mississippi who leads a group of rebels against the Confederate Army. Newt
0: Knight this is his name. Newton Knight.
1: Oh, he's was the Farmer's Night mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is all based on a true story, Southerners fighting Southerners?
0: Yeah, I think he was a... Uh, I looked up a little bit about him. He didn't want to fight in the war at all. He was sort of a conscientious objector, and he decided, like Hemingway, to be a medic or an ambulance driver. Not an ambulance driver, mm-hmm. but a medic in the war, and then he had a crisis of conscience uh, about what they were fighting hmm. or what they were fighting about, and then he went back to Mississippi. It's an interesting story, uh, but I it's not, it's not rating well with critics. And it seems to be sort of arid and dry. Maybe the antithesis of a thriller like uh, The Shallows. Nevertheless, it is one of my most anticipated movies.
1: Yeah, you chose so this over Birth of a Nation, which is coming out later this year. Another uh, Civil Rights era movie. Or Civil War. Wow, I'm speaking horribly today.
0: Well, I don't know if I... What do you mean I chose it? Like, in terms of... This was your pick. You said you were really looking forward to this. Yeah. I was surprised because... Well, I didn't know when Birth of a Nation was going to come out. So, it it wasn't my... This was in my summer, Mm -hmm. uh, top summer preview, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I I assumed that this was going to have awards consideration just because of the subject matter. But probably not based on the critical response. Nevertheless, I do want to see the story of Newton Knight. And I like Matt McConaughey. Where, Where does he rank in your list of faves?
1: He's not too high up there. I mean, he, he's he been all right in some stuff, but he also had a whole lot of stinkers there for a while.
0: Yeah, but he's had that sort of reconnaissance or whatever. Uh, he's going to be in the Dark Tower. I know you're looking forward to that.
1: Uh, Maybe not his role. Yeah, the Dark Tower. Ugh. I don't know how they're going to do that whole thing. Uh, originally, they were going to do it as a movie, followed by a, a season of TV, followed by another movie, and then more TV. Oh. And I thought that was going to be an interesting way to do storytelling. But now I think they're just trying to do these as a series of movies. And I think there's just way too much to do. Well, so, uh, but we'll see. I mean, that movie's still a year out.
0: This movie also stars Carrie Russell as Ser- his wife, Serena Knight, and a love interest played by Gugu Batara, who I'm going to be talking about later. Ooh, that's a tease. That's a good tease. And Marashal Ali, who plays Boz in Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And Cottonmouth and Marvel's Luke Cage show.
1: Hmm.
0: On Netflix, I think.
1: I like it. Um, so those are the big films coming out. And then mm-hmm. there's another film that they're saying in wide release, but there's not theater count. So I'm guessing it's going to be in about 1,200 theaters. What's that? Uh, it's a horror movie. So you know, we have our action, we have our thriller, we have our history movie, and now we have this horror-esque film.
0: You're talking about Neon Demon? Neon Demon. Uh, when an aspiring model, Jessie, moves to Los Angeles, her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty-obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she has. Now, I didn't know that this is a horror movie as such, because it's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who does her Winding Refn? I don't know. I don't know. He's the director of nine movies that sort of showcase experimental cinema, the last only God Forgives was not well received by critics, but I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I know you liked Drive and you're a big fan of Bronson. Oh, so he Bronson directed Bronson. Uh, and then he also directed the popular Pusher series. Uh, he's subject to a lot of critical derision that I th- I think because of his demeanor and the way he puts himself out there and his sort of abrasiveness. So I think critics tend to uh, – Hold him to a different standard than they would other movie makers, like uh, they do with M. Night Shyamalan or Adam Sandler. <laughs> I put him in the same realm.
1: Really? I mean, this guy visually is a very good storyteller. The problem is sometimes he becomes a little too stylized for his own good.
0: Yeah, but I like the style. So for me, I'm kind of looking forward to this more. I don't know. Maybe not more than the other two movies, but I wouldn't be surprised if I see the, this movie this weekend.
1: If it's in theaters yeah. around here, I mean, it, it, oh, it's in theaters. I saw. Oh, it. I already checked oh, okay. it out. Yeah,
0: stars uh, L. Fanning and uh, Keanu Reeves is in You're a big fan of Keanu Reeves.
1: They're someone who's had a career resurgence,
0: and Christina Hendricks. So it should be an interesting movie. I think if you like you said the visual stylings of Nicholas Winding Refn, and it's it's going to be an original storyline, unlike uh, a lot of the movies that we're subject to. So.
1: Yeah, the, the trailer looks interesting. It's definitely going to be mood and atmosphere. I don't think there's going to be a lot of dialogue. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of plot.
0: Neon Demon. It might, it might be in my top ten at the end of the year, though.
1: Okay. Well, what I think is going to be in my top ten is the small indie film Swiss Army Man, starring Paul Dano and Daniel Ratcliffe. Also has that Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, mm-hmm. who was in Tent Loverfield Lane, which was the Red Bots pick of the week last week. Right. Uh... This movie has Paul Dano as a guy who's out in the wilderness, comes across a dead body played by Daniel Ratcliffe. Wilderness? Or yeah. a I thought he was on a desert island. No, he's by the sea at the beginning, but then ah. he has to like go through the woods and everything, and he uses ah. Daniel Ratcliffe as kind of a Swiss army knife. Okay. Well, hence the title. And there's a lot of this weird, like magical realism ah. stuff going on. So it's a time. metaphor. Yeah, so, it, it looks very weird, unlike anything else. Uh, at one point he's riding Daniel Ratcliffe like a jet ski. <laughs> I saw that.
0: Or a dolphin.
1: I thought it was like a dolphin. Alright. I yeah. don't know.
0: <laughs> I saw Go the, the I saw the ad for it. It, I,
1: it Who's just looks director? interesting. Uh the directors are Dan Quang and Daniel Sh- I don't know. They also wrote this film, so you know, original storyline, small indie film. Ooh, I wonder if it's like autobiographical yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome it will also has that uh, weekend at bernie's vibe <laughs> yeah. sometimes you know just seems totally to be very different you gotta befriend the dead body <laughs> you can go on a wonderful adventure together if you do
0: has paul Dano really reached the
1: heights of, that were promised by uh um there will be blood no i mean he's given a lot of good performances but he tends to go for the lower um key movies all right you know, kits around. In this the is indie a weird stuff. indie movie. Yeah, so Swiss Army Man. I definitely like that. A con. It was called the farting movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's some scenes with that. So, so. Uh, it's going to be hard to find. But if it's out around you, I would strongly recommend that yeah, one. It might
0: be one of our recommend, or it might be our review next week. We don't really know yet. We haven't decided that have
1: we. Yeah, we we have a bounty of riches to <laughs> yes. choose from this weekend. Well, Anything else coming of out? Movies. You want to touch on real quick? Uh,
0: No, I was ready to get right into my nitpick. But is there something else out there? Oh, Oh. the the duel.
1: Yeah, the duel. Yeah, I don't know if
0: that's coming into theaters or not. But again, Liam Hensworth and uh, Woody Harrelson are going to be in a Western. Maybe a neo-Western sort of supernatural slash thing. So I'm hoping that this might be along the same lines as Bone Tomahawk. Uh, But it remains to be seen. I don't know if it's going to be in theaters around here, maybe it'll show up on DirecTV for streaming. So it's we a small independent film, but it's it's got
1: a lot of uh buzz from people. We might be able to review it. Okay. So we'll, we have, we'll be looking at trying to grab that one too to watch.
0: Right, because um, our main review this week, the main show is going to be a western that came out in March of last year.
1: Yeah, but it, it, yeah, Toronto
0: Film Festival,
1: but uh yeah,
0: so uh, you know how I am about westerns. Love me some Westerns, man. Sounds but,
1: good. So what's your streaming pick then for the week?
0: All right. Well, we got some bad news, especially for the Laugh Podcast, given that uh, this one of our faves and a budding young actor who was decidedly not a douchebag. Um, young Anton Yelkin was crushed by his car in a freak accident pinned against a uh, mailbox, and we lost him. We just got done reviewing uh, his latest movie, Green Room which uh, you know was a decent film, and I liked to see how he was sort of able to stand up against uh, Patrick Stewart, one of our, the better actors of our time. So this guy was a, a movie star on the rise, or at least an actor's actor, and he put a lot of, I think, effort into his craft. And you never heard any bad stories about him.
1: No, he seemed like a good guy. I was always trying to promote him on the show, much to your derision. Well, only
0: because you were pushing a movie that is actually my net pick of the week. Ooh. Odd Thomas. I actually went out and watched that movie. <laughs> when I got your text, I felt really bad. And I thought, no, your text actually read, I was in the airport. And your text said, uh, I guess you have to watch Odd Thomas now. <laughs> it's just this weird, obscure email and then uh, or text. And then I had to call you back or text you and f- to figure out what was going on. And that's when you broke the bad news to me so uh i did i watched odd thomas starring anton yelkin addison timlin oh anton yelkin uh I, we should mention he's from the star trek movies anybody hasn't seen him. he was he's the uh checkoff in the new star okay. trek movies and then we we mentioned green room so if you if you listen to the laugh podcast we've talked about him before this movie stars him as the titular odd thomas um his girlfriend Stormy Llewellyn is played by Addison Timlin and Willem Dafoe, who is also in a number of movies, um, is in this movie as well. I thought he was, I thought he was the best part of it. Oh, I mentioned earlier from um, Free State of Jones, mm-hmm. the girl Guka, um, sorry, Gugu Batara is also in this movie. She's in Odd Thomas. So there's a connection there to Free State of Jones. She plays one of his friends. It's uh, about a clairvoyant cook who joins forces with his sweetheart and the town sheriff to prevent an unknown catastrophe that may be linked to a weird stranger, according to IMDB. It's uh, sort of a cross between The Frighteners and uh, Sixth Sense.
1: Yeah, uh, based on the Dean Koontz uh, novel series. Apparently. And they this, were hoping that this was going to spawn a whole bunch of sequels.
0: Yeah, you could see where it was set up for a sequel. Dean Koontz had, uh, I guess, seven primary novels and a series of other little mm-hmm. uh, offshoots in this book. Uh, directed by Steven Summers, who did The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, and 1989's Catch Me If You Can, which is not the Catch Me If You Can yeah, that we just watched the different. film show. Yeah, it's a very different movie. But... uh it's an, it's a it's a neat little movie. I kind of it showcases anton Yelkin as a as an actor and sort of displays his better qualities. I mean he has a down home appeal like uh, oh, I mentioned the frighteners. he reminds me a lot of um, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah I mean he just seemed to be that kind of guy, just a decent dude. This
1: is why I was always promoting him.
0: yeah, it's it's easy to promote him. It's not great to promote this movie. It's not a great movie. It has some good uh, creature uh, elements to it, like special effects. He sees these weird like ghost-like creatures all around. Uh, The story is kind of windy and winding. But other than that, I liked it. I mean, I can recommend it for what it is. I like it better than a lot of these other uh, young adult novels that have been adapted. Yeah, uh, um,
1: well, I mean, that was the one I was recommending to you. I wasn't going to make you go watch Burying the Axe, even though that was a Red Bot's Pick of the Week back like seven months ago.
0: So well, you can bury the axe on whether or not I'll see Odd Thomas, because I've already seen it, and you I'm see? recommending it as my
1: pick of the week. Do you feel bad you didn't see it before he died?
0: No, actually, I'm going to try to fill in my Anton Yelkin oh, uh, I was what is it? dance card. Yes,
1: just then I could push you to see Dylan Dog before Brandon Roth dies. Oh, jeez
0: no is he in Dylan dog too
1: anton no Brandon Yelkin? Roth is in Dog. Oh, okay. that a Dylan dog very similar kind of um aesthetic
0: oh yeah no it's not really my type of movie but <laughs> we'll see uh hopefully no great tragedy will happen between now and then well they'll force me to watch it but I think uh this is on Netflix and it's I, it might be anton Yelkin's only movie on Netflix there are a couple on Amazon Prime but because you've been pushing this so strongly for the last two years I decided to Knock that off my list and pay tribute to Anton Yelkin. I like it. Anything uh, on the old Redbox?
1: Yeah, there's a great animated film that just came out this week on the Redbox, Zootopia, Ah. starring Jason Bateman and Jennifer Goodwin. This was animated animals all living together in harmony in a city, and then some of the predators start going a bit savage, crazy. There's something going on. So There's a little bit of mystery This film's also really interesting because about a year ago, they realized that the film wasn't working, and they reworked the whole thing. They changed the main character. Jason Bateman's character, the fox, was supposed to be the main character, and they realized he wasn't likable enough, so they switched in the Jennifer Goodwin character and made her the focus of the whole film. Tag team. Yeah, she's this little bunny rabbit. Yeah, cute bunny. She's a cop, so... I, I think just from a storytelling aspect and, you know, and the way stories evolve, this is really interesting. Almost kind of bordering on what, like, Pixar does with a lot of mm. their films and the way they'll continually rejigger them until everything finally lines up and works. But this is, right now, probably the best animated film out there. Better than Finding Dory? Yeah. Uh, how can you make that? Have you seen Finding Dory? Land is better than sea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I would rather rewatch Zootopia again than watch Finding Dory. Okay, something about those fishers just doesn't work for <laughs> All me. Right, so well, fair enough. Yep. So, um, lots of movies coming out this week. Uh, Independence Day, Resurgence. We're split on The Shallows. We're both looking forward to seeing. Uh, Free State of Jones We're wary of it But hopefully we'll go in for a history lesson About the Civil War We also have Swiss Army Man A small indie film The Duel And Neon Demon So tons of films coming out If you have streaming You should go watch Odd Thomas on Netflix And if you swing by Redbots We're saying go watch Zootopia On episode 156 We're going to be reviewing The Keith Sutherland And Donald Sutherland Western uh, Forsaken so, uh, tune in to watch that. So thank you for joining me, L-Train. Thank you. there be dragons. Hawkshead, boner Remember bye.
0: Which animal do you think kills the most human beings worldwide? Deer. All right, so if a deer jumps out in front of you and you wreck your car and you die, would you say you were killed by a deer or killed by a car? Deer. <laughs> I don't know about that. Deer is actually pretty low. Oh. Uh Not, well, it might be high, but compared to the animal. That, that kills the most people. Mm-hmm. Mosquito. 60, or 655,000 people a year, the mosquito. Boom. Followed by the hippo and then the <laughs> deer. How many, how many Wait. Do you- Deer's the bronze medalist? Deer's the bronze medalist. How many a year? But I I don't count that. I count that death by car.
1: So if you hit a tree, it's still death by car? Yeah. It's not death by tree?
0: Yeah. Uh, How many a year do you think a deer kills you? Uh, 400. 130.
1: Okay.
0: And then bees, and then dogs, and then ants, and then jellyfish. Jellyfish kill about 40 people a year. What do you think is next?
1: After jellyfish? Yeah house cats
0: the cow
1: oh yeah yeah. you run into a cow
0: (laughs) well actually you get kicked in the head by a cow farmers 22 a year uh sharks
1: relatively low it's only like two or three people a year i thought less
0: than one a year
1: okay you have a
0: you have a better chance of being killed by a vending machine falling on top of you than by a shark than by a shark
1: yeah the bad thing is a lot of times the shark just like rips off the leg
0: yeah because they don't like bones yeah they like fatty flesh That's why if you're a SEAL, if you're a really fat person, you're more likely to
1: die by a shark. Don't go surfing, though. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you don't see any movies about menacing vending machines. Not yet. (laughs) 2.8, there are 2.18 deaths per year with a vending machine.
1: Oh, people reaching up and the thing falls on. Yeah, things fall and crushes them to death. Nice. Well, uh, thank you for that little
0: little lesson in uh, animal death statistics. Yeah.